illicit priest, Pope's new army, a few crusty bitches and a handful of ragtags. I know, Bill, I swore this was a battle between warriors and a bunch of Wisconsin's. I am the reason for violence. I am the reason for pain. I am the reason for everything in this life that can drive you insane. I am the reason for bloodshed. Welcome to Movies We Love, Kinda. The podcast where we talk about movies that maybe aren't the best, but we love them anyways. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Jose. I'm Mark. I'm Eduardo. And today we're going to talk about uh, the movies that have come out overall so far this year. It's kind of our, like... Halfway point check-in. What year is it again? It's 2017. What? You're fucking with me. Yes. Our year of Trump. Six months. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Not wrong. Not wrong. It's been an interesting ride. In, In film, I agree. It has been. But before we dive in specifically, I would say... I think it's been a pretty strong year, actually, overall, honestly, in film so far. like I would say solid. I, I would say it's very, it's, 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 a, it's, it's nice and top-heavy, and I, and, I, and I think that's fine. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's fine, because I think if you want it, you can always dive in deeper and find your Indian and foreign films like, that like, will fill, out, like, the, fill it out for you, but I think it's been a very good top heavier like the ones that have like the films that have been very good this year have been really fucking good so, give an example okay so um w- let's go with uh what's get out came out uh this this year uh the movie by uh it'd be jordan peele mm-hmm. um from key and peele thing written and directed by him yeah yeah and it's just no way around. It's just a fantastic film. Um, goes in there with like I think it joins things with like uh, it follows or I agree and uh, things like the 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 witch that like you know horror film becoming just a respectable just good art form that can be taken in mm-hmm. in film again. yeah like a high concept yeah. It's yeah. like it's like I've said a million times like on this podcast or like how sci-fi is coming back up and getting like respect again. I think I feel the same way about like horror, and I think Get Out is is arguably is, the the best the best uh, horror film that's come out in oh in a while. Yeah, I agree with that's that. It's just like yeah, this or Cabin in the Woods is probably like right up there. That, that's the been a while though. That's like yeah, that, five that, six years ago. Yeah, at this point, but I would say it's probably the best horror film since like Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I like. Numerous horror films more than Cabin in the Woods. I don't dislike. I like Cabin in the Woods, but but yes, that is, and Cabin in the Woods is one of my top ones as well. But I would I would put The Witch and It Follows over Cabin in the Woods. I don't think I've seen It Follows. Would you consider like Troll Hunter? That's an Indian movie a horror film. Yeah, it's a, but that it's didn't a com- subgenre. It's like a monster yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a monster movie. But that's interesting oh. you say that because it's like. Well, I also consider Ten Cloverfield Lane like a horror film. What is Ten Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, it's a oh, yeah. Okay. It's a sci-fi horror. Yeah, but like horror movies for me lost me with movies with the the uh, what do I want to say violence gore shit with like Saw. But like I do like I loved Get Out. I loved The Witch. 
Um, the what? The Veach. Okay. Um, and then I feel like I'll like your follows if I watch it's it. It's really well done. It's yeah. It's it's a. It was very well done. It was very well performed. It feels like it's starting to lose. It's losing steam in the way that like I I I'm, I'm, I feel sad that it's probably gonna not be remembered enough for like award season come that time. But it's through no sure fault of its own. Oh, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's through no fault of its own. I mean, own. it's if the studio makes a push for it. It right. won't. I mean, he might get a nom. I, I don't think so. He'll get like a spirit award. I think. I think he'll win. Oh, like, he'll, he'll, he'll get nominated spirit for spirit awards. I don't think there is no chance in hell this thing gets like Oscar noms. But that's not saying it shouldn't. I'm just saying that I don't yeah. think it's gonna get. I I would be surprised and happy. But I'd be surprised There's if this got like invisible barrier yeah. uh, with but, with the Oscars. But like, like right now, the voting ends now. What directors do you think would be nominated? Currently? Nolan, Nolan for Dunkirk, which is fair. I think he would win. Yeah, Edgar Wright probably for Baby Driver. Do you think? I think they would definitely nominate Get Out for Best Director before they would nominate Baby Driver. I honestly disagree. I, I mean, I, love I, think Ed, I think Edgar Wright. I think he's put out enough good stuff. Where, if anything, this is a serious enough movie where they would maybe make this his nomination for like a culmination of like a bunch of good films. But they're a lot of comedies, so it doesn't get the respect it deserves because comedies still don't get the respect they should. Yeah. Get. I mean, we respect musicals; they'll get nominations like fucking La La Land and shit, but. La La Land was still deserved best director. Didn't deserve best picture, but it deserved best director. Um, but you you said it's top heavy. I'm looking through the list of stuff that has come out in in these last months. There are a lot of duds. There's some really solid good films like Get Out, Get or Logan, Dunkirk, Baby Driver. But then there's also stuff like yeah, but you got, you got King yeah. Arthur, Ghost in the Shell, um, The Mummy. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, which maybe was good. You also have you're forgetting about like Alien Covenant, Alien Covenant, which I think is fine. <sighs> the Big Sick, the War of the Planet of the Apes. I agree. John Wick, John Wick, John Wick Two was okay. It wasn't a it wasn't the, a great movie. I liked it a lot, but I would. The Guardians movie was fun. Guardians movie for me, no. The Lego Batman movie was oh, fantastic. You guys saw that? Guardians. Guardians, yeah. We didn't we talk about that. I think we talked about it on a previous yeah. episode. Oh, shit. Spider-Man fell flat for me, but that's just because I think I'm bored of Marvel movies at this point. Wonder Woman was fantastic. Kong was good. Nobody saw Kong. It was good. The I, Emoji I movie. I see it, but I haven't seen it. Transformers Last Night. Like, Okja. Holla at your boy. Okja. That's true. I haven't seen it. Have you both watched that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah. It's good, man. It's good. You should watch it. I, it's on my. It's in my queue. I mean, yeah, I mean, I like. Apparently, you disagree, but I, I stick by my statement that it's like I think it's top heavy. Where there's like, there's been like a solid like, I, I don't know. I listed off like what eight to ten movies that I thought were really good. But there's just as many like shit movies. Yeah, but I that, feel like but I'll agree with you but that you you saying that there's a lot of shit movies doesn't counteract that it's top heavy though. That if anything, you're backing up what I'm saying that it is top. I heavy. I will say that the movies right. that have come out for a January through 
like let's say what are, what are we in now July July it, it, they're very fantastic movies and that's very unusual for for studios to do that but I don't I think like comparatively there's still worse movies that came out than good movies but that's just that's just how it is every year that's that's nothing new all I'm saying is that I think it was there's usually I think maybe last year there was a lot of like just good solid films that came out this year I don't think there's as many just like you know like like let's say like seven out of like like sevens or something like seven out of tens coming out of of studios well here's another thing that I don't think we've mentioned um and I feel that this is true is I always feel like the second half of the year always at least for me defines how well that year in movies is because I'm always uh looking forward to the second half of the year much more than the first anyways um I mean I like the blockbuster films and all that but they do tend to be, at least for me, very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. So, for me, the second half of the year will always define, no, this was a great year in film. No, this wasn't. I, so, I'm not as committed to defining based on the first half. But for the first half, it was a solid year. Um, solid is as good as I'd give it. I there are still some some huge movies that I, I have yet to watch that I need to watch. Like I need to watch Wonder Woman. I have not yet watched it. Um, but for the most part, I don't I don't think like I mean there. I agree with you that there's like major flops. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it's unusual compared to past years. No, but I, I mean I think it is. I agree that. The mo- the quality of mo- the movies that are good is surprising for the time that they were released in, mm-hmm. but I think there's that's still that's still a rarity. It's not like we've had like week after week of like amazing movies coming right, out. Right. That's my point. It's not like there was a time where like I think at the end of last year there were five or six movies within a month that I was like, fuck, I need to go see this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like we've had that yet. Yeah, because I think you you also have to take consideration. Like you have to keep in mind. Yeah, we're still gonna have the award season. Like blitz of movies are mm-hmm. gonna come out. But at this point, like same point last year, I think it. Like yeah. By the way, I, I want to keep in mind that like I'm also saying it's like it's been solid. It's been okay it's been, overall. Yeah. But I'm saying it's solid okay because it's top heavy and then teeters off after like like those top movies I would say mm-hmm. but I'll put it to you this way I think of like what are they they, they nominate between 8 to 10 films for best picture I think confidently I feel like 3 of the, the 8 nominations have already come out maybe even 4 Dunkirk Dunkirk for sure I think War of the Planet of the Apes is going to get a nod and you're I saying think, best picture only? yeah Okay. and The Beguiled has already has already come out I would lo- I would like for the Beguile to get a nod, just because I, I like Sofia Coppola, but I don't know. But I haven't yeah, seen two of those. So. And, and two dark horses that I would, I legit probably think one of these two will get in, uh, Wonder Woman or uh, Baby Driver, I think one of the two will probably get in is just like 
the popular. It's just fantastic. I can fun. see Wonder Woman getting the best like, director. Kind of yeah, like, they're, well, they're pushing for that. Yeah. I think is... one of the two will get the nomination in the sense where um, when Mad Max Fury Road was just everyone's favorite film they watched, and they were like, this should get nominated, and it did get nominated. Yeah. I think one of those two will get a nomination in that sense where they'll be like, oh, this was everyone's favorite movie they watched. Yeah, that's like, true. I forgot that Mad Max got nominated for Best yeah. Picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like, Wonder Woman over Baby Driver. Fine, you don't like Baby Driver. I love Baby Driver, but like I feel like you're overestimating its award capabilities. Like I agree, same kind of like as Get Out, it'll win some Spirit Awards, maybe some some lesser awards, but like in terms of like Oscars or Golden Globe, maybe it might win a Golden Globe or two. But like I don't, I feel like you're overvaluing its its ability to to get nominations for the Oscar. Support, yeah. And I think you're underestimating how much the Oscars love to give lifetime achievement nominations. Yeah, to fucking old people, not Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright's put out enough films where they could do it. I don't think so. I'm not saying he's gonna win. I'm saying they'll give, they'll throw him a bone. I think, I think if they were to throw Edgar Wright a bone, it might be like a. It wouldn't even be him, but it would just be for his film. They might throw him into editing. Nom. Well, there's going to be a lot of competition in the editing category, though. Yeah. Oh, and then not to mention, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Logan... Like, Lo- Logan, like, I like, Logan, that, yeah. like, Logan would not shock me if it got nominated for, like, a big award. I think Logan <laughs> should actually, like, legitimately, at this point, get a lot of nominations. Um, I think... Uh, I think Hugh Jackman should get a nomination... I, I wouldn't be against that. No, I, yeah. I think Patrick Stewart should get a nomination, and I think uh, Mangold should get a nomination. And yeah, Logan's high on my list so far this year. Yeah. So I mean, but that right there. So like, like I said, four that I'm pretty confident, and then there's like a couple of dark horses I threw mm-hmm. in there. But like, I think Dunkirk, no doubt. I think uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, no doubt, will get like nominated for like Best Picture or, and get nominated for like. At least get nominated for like the Golden Globe Best Picture, whatever category they put it in, for sure. And same with Logan. Like Logan will definitely get like the, a Golden Globe nomination for like big awards. Golden Globe, absolutely. Golden Globe, yeah. And yeah. I would, and and probably Oscars. I feel like if if Logan gets nominated for Best Picture, Wonder Woman won't. I think I think you're right. I think they're pushing so hard for that that for Oscar director. nom for director. Yeah. I think they'll get that, but if Logan gets in and I think it will for best picture, they're not going to give Wonder Woman. They're not going to, yeah. No, yeah, I mean cuz the Academy the Academy tends to be stingy with so the Academy will do something where they'll be like, "Okay, we're going to recognize this superhero movie, but you're not going to get best director and best picture." Mm-hmm. You're we're just going to recognize you but for one thing only. Because yeah. they're still very stingy with like superhero films and all that stuff. But as opposed to like last year, I would say of like the major films that got like like a lot of like award love, which would be La La Land, would be uh, Moonlight. Um, you got your Manchester by the Sea, Manchester Arrival. by the Sea, Arrival. Um, there's there's more um, Nocturnal Animals, Nocturnal Animals, Hell or High Water, Hell or High Water. Like they all literally came out like. At the same time, pretty much, yeah, late, like in the late year. summer, early fall. But but yeah, like, but the one difference is that last year, 
even though those movies eventually got released late summer, early fall, like Manchester by the Sea and La La Land both had early year buzz because they Manchester by the Sea premiered at Sundance. And Sundance is in January. And um, and it had that earlier buzz where people were like, oh, this movie's great, blah, blah, blah. Um, it didn't come out until later, but it, like there was the buzz there. I'm not seeing a lot of buzz with indie films this year, like the ones that premiered at Sundance. I've heard about some, like, oh, this is really good, blah, blah. But I haven't heard any like sort of noticeable buzz with, with the indie films this year as opposed to last year. Well... If anything, that, that just helps my argument that I think, like, we've seen, like, we, maybe we have seen the best of what's going to come out this year, outside of what, like, you're you're still hyped for. Uh, TIFF, uh, Toronto International Film Festival, yeah. is my, personally, my favorite film festival, because um, I, I usually think that they have the best quality of films uh, consistently, year in and year out. So that's coming up in September. That usually... I mean, La La Land is premiered at TIFF, and that was, that was, you know, that set the tone, sort of, because once that premiered at TIFF, that became the front runner, and Moonlight, actually, those became the front runners for, for uh, Best Picture, so, so yeah, I'm excited about, about the Internet Toronto International Film Festival, but I was, I was skimming through to 2016, and, um, just just for us to get an idea. So these were some of the first half films of 2016. Um, Zootopia. Captain America Civil War. Holy shit. I, that feels like two years ago to me. Deadpool. Sing Street, which I personally liked, but not, not a lot of people have seen it. Um, the Nice Guys was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody Wants Some. So that was also a solid first half. Solid, but I think they probably just are deeper. Like Ten overall, field lane. yeah, yeah. They, they ran deeper last year. Like I think you could probably keep listing off another good handful. That like, yeah, it was it was good. It was just solid like consistency. Mm-hmm. But I'm, but like I'll put it to you this way: like uh, I love Deadpool and Civil War was also great. I would take Logan and Wonder Woman over them as films, Ooh. just as films. Uh, Maybe not enjoyability because I still think. Deadpool's one of the most enjoyable films. I have last year. yet to see uh, Wonder Woman, but let's just let's just say like Logan had to head with Deadpool. Yes, I'll take Logan. Mm-hmm. I'll take Logan over Civil War. For I sure. might agree with you there in terms of as a film. Yeah, as yes. a film, I'm talking purely as a film here. Cause no, yeah, not as so, a movie. Like as a movie, Civil War is still like it's amazing. It's yeah, it's one of the best comic book movies ever. Yeah. And I did. I was I. Deadpool's fine. I don't think I think I've seen it three times. And then to be honest, I I would take Guardians over like Doctor Strange too. So Guardians one or Guardians two? Guardians two because it came out this year. Oh wait a minute! Doctor Strange came out last year though. Earlier. That's, that's why I'm comparing them. Uh, I'll take Doctor compa- Strange. I'm comparing this year's. Films. I'll take Doctor Strange over Guardians. Earlier when we were talking about Guardians, I don't like Guardians. I, earlier when you guys mentioned Guardians. I shouldn't have taken you so literally, because I thought you were talking about that crazy Russian movie, Guardians, <laughs> which it's called Guardians, yeah. and I was like, when did we fucking talk about Guardians? <laughs> I wasn't thinking Guardians of the, the Galaxy, Galaxy, which I have seen, yeah. 
We've t- I think we literally, we literally t- we had ganged an up on him because we don't. On. Yeah. Okay. Just to clarify that, I was thinking of that crazy Russian movie Guardians. Okay. But yeah, do you want to fight about like Guardians of the Galaxy and how it's just a movie that's all charm and no substance? You could say the same fucking thing about Doctor Strange. Are you kidding me? Doctor Strange, no. Doctor Strange is basically Iron Man, but the mystical side. And I get that flaw. And I have problems with Marvel movies right now anyway. But I'd rather... I've seen Doctor Strange a couple times. I don't know if I'll watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 again. I have similar issues with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But I have not seen Doctor Strange. So I will I will have yet to watch it. So I'll... I do, but so I that's, genuinely. I, that, so that's like a draw between three of us because you you take Doctor Strange, he's he has, he's neutral to both yeah. to both sides. But like that's the thing. I also I I genuinely think Marvel has hit a slump with its movies since Civil War. Like since Civil War, I don't think I've been really like blown away by a Marvel movie. Doctor Strange didn't do it. Guardians didn't do it. I will say I would take Spider Man Homecoming over. Doctor Strange. But even that didn't knock my socks off. I'm hoping Thor does. They need they need like to freshen up yeah. something. Because yeah, I'm And like they're well. It feels like it feels like you're being needlessly harsh considering that DC's made one good No movie. no and fuck yeah, I know DC Yeah, they made one like, I'm pretty decent sure, movie. Like if you were gonna make me bet on it, I like I would be more inclined to bet that Justice League is gonna suck than it's gonna be good. Probably, but right. that's. Absolutely. I don't. Okay, I will admit Marvel makes solid, well-made movies, solid. But they're, they're, I'm not seeing anything new anymore. At least with DC, and granted, I am a DC fanboy. I feel like they're they're swinging for the fences. It's and they're missing a whole lot. They're, yeah, they literally missed besides one. Whiffing like crazy, but that doesn't stop them. They're like, you know what? Fuck it, we're going to do a Shazam movie. Fuck it, we're going to do a Lobo movie. Fuck it, we're going to do a Black Adam movie that nobody fucking wants. Like, by the way, I think Black Panther is going to be sick. Yeah, I was going to say. Black Panther, I am looking forward to. That's giving me hope. Um, I feel like Marvel at this point is where Pixar sort of was. In that, um, yeah, like the, the latest Marvel movies to come out. They're not bad, but it's like it's the the product is becoming uninspired. So like Pixar was known for its innovation, and then it was like, oh, here's Cars two, here's Toy Story three, here's you Monsters say that as University. These, but you're saying it, and these films are those are still really good films. Cars though. two is not a good film. Toy Story Toy Story three is, is amazing, fantastic. amazing. But it's, Toy Story three should have won Film of the Year, baby. But it's still like I can. Two things can be true. So I can say Toy Story three is a great movie, but also say it feels to me like Pixar is running out of ideas and they're just yeah. they're just taking the lazy route. It's like what I, I it's what I'm saying about Marvel. Like all well made, well paced, enjoyable movies. But I'm not seeing a. I've seen this before. Yeah. Like. I, I thought Spider-Man was great. I thought everybody in it did a great job. Have very little qualms about it. Except for the fact it's like, well, I've seen five other Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I didn't really need to see another one. Right, right. And nothing in that movie made me go, oh, I need... I, I'm so glad I saw this because this right. is new. Yeah. No. But yeah, DC I does. I, I have hope for Justice League. You can have hope for Justice League, but they've... 
like even if you feel like they've been uninspired so like Doctor Strange Guardians 2 Spider-Man they, those are the ones that have come out since uh, since Civil, Civil War, War right all would still be better than every DC movie besides Wonder Woman uh yeah no yeah I'll agree with that even though I don't I think the weakest is Guardians of the Galaxy and I'd probably watch Guardians of the Galaxy again before I'd watch Batman v Superman I would hope so or Suicide Squad I don't know like I for all its glaring flaws I still yeah. think it's a fun watch like I I at least feel like while they were making it they were having fun speaking of Suicide Squad let's talk about Entrantress's newest movie oh, that came yeah. out uh, Valerian which is uh, still haven't seen safe to say uh, it's out of like a lot of theaters already like really yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it bombed real hard it bombed real bad like, and the the funny thing is, movie isn't awful. Yeah, it's like it's not getting horrible reviews. It's like no but, one's going to see it. Yeah, no one's watching it, and I understand why. Like it, it there's just from a marketing standpoint, just from a marketing standpoint, you're you're putting this movie out there, and you're saying, hey, um, this is from a source material that not a lot of the mass audience is familiar with. Yeah. So that's unknown. You have two leads that a lot of mass audience is not familiar with. True. So, and you're putting it in July in the midst of Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. It also like Dunkirk. And although yeah, it went up against. It came out at the same on the same day. Yeah. So. Yeah, it came out same the same day as Dunkirk, and it came out the week after Planet of the Apes. So Planet of the Apes was still like raking in money, like hand over fist. I really don't like Planet of the Apes. Have you seen the new one? I haven't seen the new one. I'm yeah, not a fan of the franchise. When so you, you say the franchise, you so say, you, so you. I mean the three, like the three, the three movies: Dawn, Rise, and. Have War. you seen any of them? I've seen the f- whatever the first one was. The James Franco one. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. it's fine, and like I, yeah, they, I know they've gotten good. progressively better. They're like I just I don't. I'm, it doesn't appeal to you. Yeah, I don't know why. No, I actually agree with you. Like it didn't appeal to me either, but I ended up it, it grew on me. But um, yeah, I need to see War of the Planet of the Apes. But I've heard nothing but great things. Did you end up watching it? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um. But oh, back back. Uh, also, I don't think it helped that like I'm a fan of like Luke Besson. Like, I think he's got he's one of those people that's like people that know him and know what what he's done. They either like adore his stuff. There's like no, nah. no, nah, I'm good. Like, mm. People are well, like, he's a very hit, hit or miss filmmaker yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's very polarizing. So it's like for sure. So it's like you're gonna spend all this money. You're gonna get, um, uh, in the lead female role. You're gonna get. An actress that just got fucking annihilated when she played an ch- enchantress. Like, she's not a good actress. She she's not a good actress, but I feel like you can't, you can't, yeah. because she clearly she was making that movie well before anybody saw Suicide Squad. So you can't blame him. F- and she was getting buzzed before Suicide Squad in term, not in terms of like, oh, she's a great actress, but like 
she's starting to get roles and people yeah, are she like... she was in that Paper Towns bullshit. Yeah, and yeah. like people are starting to like talk about her. Yeah. So I don't... I don't hold that against him. But yeah, she's a fucking awful actress. She's bad. And Dane Hanan... I, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Um, I've, I've heard, you know, that, that he's a good actor... Um, he's he's gotten a lot of good buzz. I haven't seen too much of him, so I can't formulate an opinion. I mean, he was good in Chronicle. He was very yeah, good in Chronicle. Yeah, Chronicle, that's right. Um, but he was awful in Valerian. Like, really bad. But, I mean, they didn't also give him a lot to work with. The dialogue was was not good. Valerian was a major, majorly flawed movie with great visuals. That's a shame. So, like, because I was actually looking forward to that movie, and I didn't see it. I don't know if I'm going to see it until it comes out on right. Blu-ray. As was I. I was too because I I adore the Fifth Element. Yeah, Fifth Element. I like Luke Besson. Yeah, I feel like that's he's in the same category as what's his face, the guy who did Dark City. Oh, uh, Proyas. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's why I wanted to watch Gods of Egypt because I was like. Okay, this looks fucking awful, but Dark City, man. Dark like, City. Dark City's a fucking masterpiece. And then I was like, oh no, this was fucking shit. Like, it wasn't even good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. So disappointing. But, but, Basan at least. Because, alright, Proyas did Dark City and then. Yeah, and then. Never anything again, right? He or, did other. I think, let me look it up. Like, I think anything did, good, I mean. Yeah, and anything he did, like, good. knowing. And, oh, he did the crow before Dark City, or did he not do the crow? He might. I think. Let me just take a look. We're, we're gonna look this up. But uh, boop, boop, boop. talk about Luke Besson. Because I mean, I like his professional. Uh, yeah, professional and and Fifth Element. I think we would all safely agree are his two two paths. Yeah. Did you like Lucy? I did, but it's not. I wouldn't put it like I wouldn't put it above professional or like um, you know professional or. Uh, Fifth element. But Lucy is, yeah. Lucy is sort of like the the sign that, like, oh, yeah, even after all these years, Bassan can still do it, you know, pretty entertaining. Yeah, I haven't seen Lucy all the way through. But Proyas, yeah, he did The Crow. Okay. Then, like, nothing. Then did Dark City in 98. I mean, he did iRobot in 2004, which is a passable movie. Yeah. It's like a C of a movie. Yeah, and then yeah, he did the knowing. He did knowing, knowing. in two thousand nine, and then Gods of Egypt last year. Okay, Gods of Egypt. Don't no, see it. It's thank awful. You. Do you want to watch it? No, oh, God. I'm gonna make you guys watch Gods of Egypt. That's. You have to rewatch it then. I'll rewatch it. <laughs> I don't think you will. I think you're bluffing. If you make me watch Pearl Harbor again, I'll make you watch fucking Gods of Egypt. Whatever. Pearl Harbor was like a four-hour movie. If you guys do both of those things to me, I'm going to make you guys watch Kill a Season, directed by Cameron, the rapper. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant James Cameron. <laughs> the director? <laughs> the director. <laughs> Cameron Crow? Shut the fuck up. But yeah. But, um... What's the thing you're most looking forward to, like, film that still has to come out? Easy. Uh, for you, it's Blade Runner, I'm assuming? It is Blade Runner. That's the one I'm most nervous about. I'm... I got faith in my boy. I... And that's, like, again, I, we've talked about this off mic. It's like, as a Blade Runner fan, I'm not nervous. 
But as a fan of Denis Villeneuve, very nervous. Very nervous. I don't want this to ruin his career. Right. I, I hear you. I mean, yes, because it's like I, I want him to do well, and th- there's a lot riding on mm-hmm. this. But I, I've said this off camera to you. I feel like um, this is going to be a major, whether negatively or positively, this is going to be a major you know, moment in his career. And I feel it's going to go more positively because I, I feel like he is at this point the, at the same place where Christopher Nolan was with Batman Begins. I mean, yeah, I think that's definitely an apt comparison. Yeah, and I think it's going to go the, the, the Christopher Nolan route, which is to say... I mean, I'm not comparing them as directors. I'm just saying it's going to go the Christopher Nolan route, which is to say that this Blade Runner is going to make Denis Villeneuve a household name. He goes from the guy who directed Sicario Sic- right. to Denis Villeneuve. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the... Oh, even casual moviegoers know his name now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? I'm assuming yours is Star Wars then? No. Uh, like, for me, it's comic. Like, I'm really excited for Thor Ragnarok because I love Taiki Waititi. I think more, more than... More than Justice League uh, because... Than, no, I, I'm more stuck, like... Because Rogue One was your, move, was, your Rogue, movie, yeah. was your movie of the year last year. But I wasn't a big fan of Force Awakens. Okay. So, I mean, I am excited for Last Jedi, but... Like it's it's whatever. I'm gonna get another Star Wars movie next year too. So for me, it's probably Thor Ragnarok or Justice League. I don't have high hopes for Justice League in terms of being entertaining or being a good movie. But Thor, I'm just like I think that I'm hoping it's what gets me out of my Marvel slump. Of. Yeah, it's it's something I haven't seen before, and I think my my boy Taiki can do it. He's like your boy. Oh, dude, like what we do in the shadows and the great, stuff he did. Great shit, like, bro. with. Um, do you like the Wilderberries? Hmm? The Wilderberries movie? The, the, the Hunt for the Wilder People. Wonder, I haven't seen that one. But I I mean, and him and I. <laughs> he was in the Green Lantern movie, too. But, no, like, I, the, all the set photos, all the fucking trailers and shit that have come out for Thor Ragnarok have me so excited. Yeah. It looks really good. So, um, Justice League, I'm kind of like optimistic, but reserved. Like Who's if, directing that again? Justice League? Yeah. Uh, Snyder slash Whedon. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Like, Whedon's kind of bringing it across the plate for him. Okay. But, we'll see. It's what it is. So, it's not going to be good, though. I mean... The trailers have been gotten progressively better, but again, that's that's for for Warner Brothers movies, especially DC movies. That's very because Batman v Superman, the same shit happened. Like people, the the trailers got progressively better to the point where like, I, I'm a I'm such a big proponent of like a good trailer, like getting people hyped up, and I I'm a dis like maybe it has they're getting better. But even, like, the last, like, trailer I saw for the Justice League movie, where they even show, like, who the the main villain is going to be, um, it's, it's, what's this, uh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. It's, like, no. It's not a good trailer. This No, fuck, I... It's, it's, I don't think it's a good trailer, and it's, like, it, and, like, they showed the, 
they showed who the main villain was, and it was still like a mediocre to meh trailer. It's like, I feel like that's not a good sign. Or, but maybe, maybe they just suck at trailers, and the movie's gonna be good. And that's what I'm, because I want it to be good. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still gonna go see it. I'm still gonna go see it. Like, with, like probably the first day it comes first out. First day it comes out. So I want it to be good. I just think it's probably gonna be shit. Oh, I, I'm, but I'm not as uh, like. I, I'm not as concerned with trailers as, as many people are. I'm, I'm more concerned with... So, the fact that Snyder is directing, like, that can drain... I, the trailer can look amazing to me. But the fact that Snyder's directing will just drain any enthusiasm I have for Here's my thing. I, mean, I've, I don't know if you've ever actually talked about Snyder as a director on the podcast. He's, he's three-fourths of a, of a fine director. He has very interesting visuals. His color palette work can be lacking at times. He's very good at casting. He's the one who cast Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Ben Affleck as as Bruce Wayne. He's he's he does is very good at that. He just can't put heart into his movies. He doesn't know how to do that, and he thinks he does it by extending the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. What I think, like, he, he never learned that lesson of get in late, get out early. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to show him get up. And, like, like it's, it's, it's shit. Yeah. But then they had Joss Whedon come in and do reshoots. And I feel like he, that's what, Joss Whedon can put heart into a movie. He can put emotion and make you care about characters very well. Like, if you've ever... You've seen Serenity, right? Like, yeah. I saw Serenity before I saw Firefly, and that last sequence when they're holed up, one of the most amazing things, for not having a, a history with those characters, I was right there with them and mm-hmm. cared about whether they lived or died. Yeah. Zack Snyder can't do that, but Joss Whedon can. Yeah, yeah. So I do have hope that Whedon doing those massive reshoots puts what Justice League needs into it. So, like, combined, do you think they make a good director? I think... Fuck you. I think Joss Whedon's a good director on his own. Hmm. I mean, his soft... Like, Avengers is his sophomore film. And that fucking... I still hold that up. Even against Civil War, man. Like, he did something no other director had done in history. He brought elements from five different movies. Four or five different movies. Brought those characters together made it a cohesive and interesting story and some of those fight scenes at the end of Avengers the part where like Stark's flying around and he shows the battle that's an amazing battle sequence for its time and, like there have been better better ones since then it was three movies but whatever Hulk Iron Man Hulk this was a completely revamped Hulk so you don't get to no Hulk Iron Man no, Thor. No, you don't get... It was, no, it was still canon. It's still fuck Because Iron Man is it in that wasn't, It wasn't Ed Norton and it wasn't... Just because they changed actors doesn't mean it's still... like Yeah, because they changed actors. I mean, that's not a problem. The thing is, what connected Hulk... I mean, outside of Hulk, what connected Hulk to the... Tony event? Stark was in one of the post uh, credits. Oh, that's They also right. talk about him breaking... That's right, he recruited... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he, it is technically. I don't. I don't think that's a good movie, The Incredible Hulk. It's better than Ang Lee's Hulk, though. But I, yeah, I think and like Serenity's great. Still better director than Josh Whedon, though. Who? Ang Lee. Yeah. Ang Lee's a fucking great. Yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> but Ang Lee did that thing where like what Mark was saying, what DC does is Ang Lee swung for the fences 
and it, it didn't it pay work. off. Like, yeah, I don't like Hulk either, but I, I respect that Ang Lee was like, oh, you want to give me a superhero movie to make? All right, I'm going to fucking... It is literally a living... It's it's the closest you'll get to a living comic book. Yeah. Because yeah. he does do weird, like, pan shifts yeah. cut things. Yeah. But no, and like, Joss Whedon also fucking Much Ado About Nothing, one of the best Shakespeare adaptations I've ever seen, he, which he shot in 30 days at his house. Yeah, no, I like, I like Joss Whedon. I'm more... I'm still more on the fact that... Okay, you said Zack Snyder is a great visual director. I say I'm, he's a fine visual director. A fine visual director. Um, I'm not in complete disagreement that he he does have an eye for, for, for... But the thing is, it's very gimmicky, the same way that I feel Michael Bay is gimmicky, where it's like there are certain things that Zack Snyder likes to do visually that you just see in every movie, and you're like, all right, this is gimmicky. Like, the he's, he's obsessed with that, like, that super slow motion to sudden fast motion back to slow motion shot. Mm-hmm. And where it's just become a Zack Snyder thing. The same way Michael Bay does the, the sweeping pan around. That's like, true. Like, where you're just like, all right, fuck you with this, <laughs> this thing, you know? And so... On one hand, I can agree that Zack Snyder is a, a fine visual director, but it's it's in a way that's almost gimmicky where I can't respect it. The same way I think Michael Bay is a fine visual director, but I can't still respect. Like, yeah, he can do a, a like a sweeping pan, but it's like you're still wondering why is that there right now. That's true. I'll you agree know? with you with Snyder that like. His slow mo stuff should end, yeah. but I still think he can also frame a shot. Right. Like he can, he does know how to do the technical camera work that a, a good director needs to be able to do. Right. But yeah, I agree. Like he has, he's found a toy and he likes to play with it a yeah, lot. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not saying he's a good director because like right. any everything he's done that's been original from him has been bad. Yeah. Um. The only movie of his I actually genuinely think was good was uh, Watchmen. I didn't even like that. I, my like my favorite Snyder movie is was the Dawn of the remake. That was it, and then and then from there on out, I didn't like anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't like Watchmen. Did you read the comics? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I read the comics. Didn't like Watchmen. Very soulless, bland to me, and then. Like what you, your main argument, mm-hmm. Snyder's, you know, I had no heart. But the the funny thing is, like, even I even agreed with, even agreeing with Snyder's choice because you know Snyder did the thing at the end where he didn't. Um, it was it, it wasn't a giant. It wasn't a giant space squid. Even agreeing with that, I'm still like, yeah, but it's not it's not working for me. This movie's not mm-hmm. working for me. And yeah, I didn't like Watchmen. Hmm. It was Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead remake. I like that. Yeah, and that was it. I don't think I've actually even seen that one. Really? It's real good. I like it. It's uh, Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Is Phil Dunphy. The, he, he's a real scumbag. Real, pretty, yeah. Pretty and, a, and a crazy Mackay Pfeiffer. Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Being so, Ving Rhames. Hell yeah. They're and, a poly, right? Yeah. Underrated but, indie director. But uh, what I am... Most looking forward to is uh, 
you'll you'll like this Ed. Uh, a little film called Logan Lucky. Yes, son. Yes, I um, will like this. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think it looks the trailer just got me hooked up like all right um i'm all in on that and the buzz has been very good yeah and like the cast is like ooey i, I love all the people there including uh top billing i think uh channing tatum channing tatum channing tatum adam driver daniel craig daniel craig i like daniel what his character. oh okay I'm, i know what movie you're talking about now the yeah. soderbergh yeah mm-hmm. and it the idea like and once again good trailer like they're like boom this is it. This is what this is going to be about. These people are in it. Yeah. You hyped for, to see this? I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I am. Daniel Craig with the southern accent? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, that's one of my top films, too, uh, upcoming. Like, uh, yeah, the buzz has been really good. Like, they've, they've said that, like, you know, some people have already seen it, and they've, they've loved it, and that got me excited. Soderbergh back, back in doing a, a film... Is exciting, and uh, the funny thing is the script. I guess so. Here's an interesting little subplot to this: is the script for that movie for Logan Lucky was actually getting a lot of praise, and um, and like they were like uh, in Hollywood, like the insiders were saying, "Oh, who's this uh, unknown female director?" Like and like everyone was trying to find out who this this or female writer, screenwriter, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was trying to find out who this this uh, woman was because they had never heard of her before, and now they're theorizing that this person probably doesn't exist. This is this is Soderbergh using a pseudonym, and I'm just like, that's my boy, that's my boy <laughs> Soderbergh. Just doesn't care. He's just like, I don't know why he decided to use a pseudonym, but okay, I'm against it, I'm uh, against it. No, uh, but yeah, it look it looks it looks like it's gonna be great. It looks like it's gonna be. It has like a it has like a kind of like Cohen's esque look and very to good. it very much does mm-hmm. and I feel like Soderbergh can do a Cohen esque movie he's gonna I think he's gonna do it a real good job he's a I think he's a chameleon be, man yeah. yeah he can it yeah it like if if the trailer was like by the Cohen brothers or then like yeah right right yeah like I you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't have been surprised yeah yeah it's like well it's like we talked about it. it's like he can he can adapt like I don't think. There's a specific thing that Soderbergh does better than, like, does best, but I think he just does everything very, very well. He's the he's the ballsiest yeah. director I know, so he's the one that's willing but to. I give him, I, take I do give him credit because it's like he's one of those guys that like he believes he's he believes in strong fundamentals and that like lets him <laughs> adapt and do anything because it's like no I I can do that so I can I can try that mm-hmm. yeah. and so like he can try and pretty much give a shot at anything because. He knows the... He's got the basics down pat, so he can pretty much go anywhere. Yeah. And this looks like nothing he's ever done before, and it looks like it's going to be great, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited. I had forgotten that I'd watched that trailer, because I was like, this sounds so fucking familiar. Yeah. But yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that, too. Alright, so, I'll ask you guys, um, make a prediction right now. Of the films that have come uh, out, the world's going to end in 2018. With what it's the too far what on. films have come out this year so far? Tell me, uh, I'm forcing you. What do you feel safest making like a major Oscar prediction right here? What one thing do you feel like most confident? Like, is there been a performance, or has there been like 
something specific. It's like, oh, I think this, I would feel most confident making that this is going to win something. Broadly yeah. speaking... Not broadly, I want something You specific. want specific? I want a specific thing. Um, give, me, give me your bold prediction that you feel... Patrick like. Stewart gets a nom for Best Supporting Actor. So you think Patrick Stewart's going to win Best Supporting Actor? I'll, yeah, fuck it. I'll say, yeah, I think he'll win Best Supporting Actor. For Logan. For Logan. I like that. Great performance. Mm-hmm. I ain't against that. I think, And I think he's at that point again where the Academy would give it to him. That's true. He deserves it. He mm-hmm. deserves... He definitely deserves and a nomination. Up and until I think this he'll point, get a nomination. Um, yeah. I mean, there's still half the year to go, but up until this point, the Best Supporting Actor category is... Very thin, mm-hmm. so he's he's pretty okay there. I agree. What about is you gonna get a piggyback off of that? Mine, or you got something no, else? mine is very like vanilla. It's almost so obvious that it's like I think, uh, and it's Mark alluded to it earlier. I think Christopher Nolan gets a, a best director. You, he's gonna win it. Yeah, yeah. All right. I I agree. I I. Those are both very safe picks. Um, Let, why don't we? Because we didn't actually we mentioned Dunkirk, but let's talk about how awesome Dunkirk is. After I make my prediction, do you have? Oh, you didn't make your prediction? No, I didn't. Ed, let's talk about how awesome Dunkirk is. <laughs> so, in my opinion, and I feel like unless something just unless there's another Moonlight that comes out or something, I feel like Dunkirk is gonna win Best Picture. That or because, like, what I would have picked before I watched Dunkirk probably would have actually been Battle for Planet of the Apes. Because it was, like, it's like the big time type of film that would win. Logan. Um, I would take Planet, Battle of Planet of the Apes over, over Logan. Just as, like, a favorite to win Best Picture. I'm not saying that it's necessarily better. But I'm saying if you, like, made me, like... It would be the safe. It would definitely be the safe bet. But I... I've, I would. I. I mean, again, I haven't seen Planet of the Apes. Poor. I think Planet Battle Battle Planet of the Apes is more likely to get a nomination to get into the dance to begin with than a Logan. But I think both probably should just get nominated. Uh, but I think Dunkirk, unless there's another Moonlight that comes out, something like just an indie darling that just like premieres at like Toronto that just like, yeah. oh dear, this is this is this is something else. This is so quirky or interesting or unique or specific to something um i almost don't see a way that this doesn't win best picture and honestly just is or at minimum isn't just like the super heavy favorite to win best picture well here's the gonna be the challenge with dunkirk Mm -hmm. and i agree with what you're saying that it's the odds on favorite now heavy favorite is it does it has no plot and that the actors aren't great. <laughs> yes. I Which just, I don't agree with. <laughs> right, right. And I just, I, you know, I couldn't commit to what the characters were going through. I just felt very uncomfortable the whole movie. Get, I don't know your, what it get was. Get to your point, Ed. Get to your point. Okay, so here's my point. Here's what Dunkirk is going to have to go up against. And it's not even fair to Dunkirk, but it is a very real thing that happens with movies that are this, this heavily favored. Um, is... It's being such universally, it's getting such universal praise right now that it is inevitable, as it is always the case with these movies, that it's going to, that counterculture is going to develop and it's going to get the blowback. It's going to get the Dunkirk is overrated. It's just inevitable. It's going to come. It's going to come during Oscar season. Um, 
it happened with gravity. If you remember um, the the almost universal adoration of gravity when it first came out. Um, and I still defend Gravity. I still think it's a fantastic movie. But uh, as it got closer to award season, it, Gravity got that award season blowback. And for Gravity, it ended up being enough that Gravity didn't win Best Picture because uh, 12 Years a Slave ended up winning Best Picture. Um, Quaron won Best Director, but you know Gravity was the favored up until the end. Uh, and it happened for La La Land last year. La La Land got that blowback where it was like, oh no, this movie... So too many people love this movie. Is it overrated? It's going to happen with Dunkirk. I'm not saying it's fair. It's not. It's not ever fair that it happens with these movies for the most part. But it's going to happen with Dunkirk. Will it then? And then when it does happen with Dunkirk, there's going to be a movie that comes in. that's like, is the real best picture this movie? So that's going to be Dunkirk's biggest battle. I'm not saying it's gonna. That's. I'm not saying because of that it's gonna lose. But it will. It's not going to be as easy as, as maybe we assume, because it's going to get that blowback. It's inevitable that it's going to come. But I think it's more of a. It's got the hype of La La Land, but it's got like the, actual just amazing, like cinematography and just technical achievement that like Arrival had last year. So I think it's like it's almost like a Which, cross of the two. But Gravity had it. True. Gravity had that amazing technical. And I still think Gravity should have won Best Picture that year. So. But Gravity got that blowback where people were like, there's no story. It's overrated. And I was just like, there's doesn't. it's a fucking immersive experience. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy it for what it is. And I feel like Dunkirk might get that bullshit. I do agree with you. If, But I would say like, if Dunkirk was released in the fall, mm-hmm. it would be a walk. Mm-hmm. No, no problem. I do agree that if it, it got released too soon, if it wants to be, it wants to be an Oscar nominated film. Right. It'll, it'll have a harder time. I do disagree with it in terms of related to gravity in the sense that it does have the historical impact. The historical thing is its biggest advantage. Yeah. For Definitely. that not to happen. Definitely, yeah. Um, and then just, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is for me just the fact that I loved... I've never felt so uncomfortable watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And not in a way where, like, oh, this is bad or awkward. Just, like, tense. Tense. Like, halfway through the film, I was like, man, my heart's beating really fast. What the fuck is going on? And then, like, just realizing the the subtleties that make that happen. Like, I was literally, like, kind of looking behind me because I was like, man, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I was getting so anxious and stuff yeah. like that. And I think that's such an interesting thing. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I agree with you. This is definitely... Uh, that was definitely as as tense and, like, riveting as a, as a film-going experience as I've had coincidentally since Gravity because I'm relating this a lot to Gravity because I felt so similar um, watching this than I did with Gravity. Gravity was also for me just a tense experience because I am fascinated with space. I I Mm -hmm. love space films for better or worse even the shitty ones I like. Red Planet? I love Red Planet. Really? I love Red Planet. Yeah, it sucks. Mission to Mars? Mission to Mars is the other one. I (laughs) love Mission to Mars. Yeah, Mission to Mars, fucking Screamers. But anyways, so I I love space movies, and Gravity was this tense, just, you know, experience. And Dunkirk is the same for mm-hmm. me, yeah. I also same think way. that Dunkirk has a thing that, like, a lot of, like, I don't want to, like, like, put this on, like, 
the voters, but it's like I feel like it has another thing that they really like, and it's just like White does people? it have those? Okay. Yeah, but also it ha- does it have like moments that like you can just like take st- like still shots, and it's like oh like this. The- Dunkirk has like dozens of those. Like that's it's true. insane. Where it's like literally, it's like oh you can just pause it, and that's like that could just be a fucking like painting that you yeah. would like that people would put up on their phone. Fu- mm-hmm. Like it's like fucking gorgeous. Like. Like I was telling you guys, like like that scene where they just like uh, after they escape the the one boat and like they like two of them are being dragged along on a rope as they row back to shore and it's just them laying on the beach as like sea foam gathers there and it's mm-hmm. just like them look like it's For me, beautiful it's, like that's like, him so and amazing the other dude like on the beach and it's just the wind blowing like that's that's it like that little moment for me is is amazing. Or, like, the dude holding his breath underwater. Uh, when, like, the plane crashes and it sets the ocean on fire. And he's covered that's, in oil. That's one of my favorite shots. Fuck. Yeah. Like, and you just know it's like he's either going to drown or get burned alive. Right. And then the other moment I love is just um, uh, Tom Hardy's character's sort of final, like, sweeping uh, over, you know, over the coastline. Just watching. Because of everything that led to that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like though that if 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 you're writing people are like oh it's overrated that will be the moment they talk about when he runs out of gas and then he comes back around and fires yeah I feel people are gonna point to that and be like look that that's not real that wouldn't really <laughs> right. happen oh yeah there's gonna be the accuracy yeah thing but yeah. I agree I like that little like the quiet yeah did the exactly. did the clock stop at that point. That's a good question. I I, I can't recall. Because I felt like it, it was, was very silent. quiet. It was yeah. very silent. Yeah. Fuck, it was so good. How do people not like this movie? They don't exist. They shouldn't exist. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's why I feel pretty confident about Dunkirk. I think I think it'll survive the, like barring, like I said. Some indie darling showing up and just being like, "Well, there's no barring. Like, it's inevitable. An indie darling will show up. The thing is, will Dunkirk still overcome the indie darling? I think it probably will. But the indie darling will show up because an indie darling always shows up. But it's funny. But like, in a way, it like it being such a like it going into being such a, like a heavy favorite almost makes it almost like an underdog in a weird sense. You almost feel like, oh, can like. Do you think Dunkirk can like overcome like this uh this like this one million dollar like uh indie film that this guy made about like uh growing up on a Canadian farm? <laughs> right. Like do you think it'll you think it'll you know it, like this teen growing up like gay in like uh Calgary, Alberta, Canada and you know, he, he wants oh, to become a like a rancher, man. but he's like, you know Yeah, but he's afraid that his community won't accept him. Can Dunkirk take that movie out? It's like, yeah, it should. It should. <laughs> You're right. That's the thing, though. Like, that's why, like, I'm saying, like, yeah, does Dunkirk deserve to win at this point? Absolutely. But I also, like, you know, Oscar voters are very fickle. They're very fickle people. And, um, and you know, months and months of praise of Dunkirk is going to tire them out. It's going to bore them. And then, you know, Toronto International Film Festival is going to release there's going to be some movie that premieres there where people will be like oh my god this is amazing this is a brilliant gem of a movie that nobody noticed and now it's great and we love it and it's just it's inevitable it's going to happen the question is 
Like, I mean, I'm not saying Dunkirk's going to lose because I, I still think Dunkirk should probably overcome yeah. any of this. I'm just saying that storyline, I guarantee that that storyline will be there. Dunkirk versus this movie. It's going to be there. That storyline will be there. But if you do want something a little bit more bold, I think Andy Serkis should get a nomination for Best best Actor. Okay, that... I'm, I haven't seen uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, but I, I'm going to completely agree with you because I've seen his prior work in the franchise and just his work in general in, in those sort of films. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, Rings yeah. Kong. Um, but... Here's my thing. You're saying bold, but are you predicting that he will, or that you're just saying that he should? Because I agree with should. I think he will. I think that at this point, he's so intertwined with so many great films, and him being the pioneer—not even like he's not even he's pioneer, but he's the, the only, known. Yeah, like he's, he's the yeah, known. Yeah, he really is. He's the he's known gonna, name yeah. that I feel like at a certain point they're just gonna they. How do you not like give this guy like? At least, like, nomination love. Like, you have to at a certain point, I would think. I agree with that. Like, either that or what is this? Are you stupid ape? Or, or what? Do you, like, create... Do you just create, like, a... Because, you know, the Oscars are kind of slow to adapt to change. They like, are, maybe yeah. eventually they just come up with a category that would let him just be like, Oh, best, you know, motion capture prefer like, multi-tiered performance I mean, they might just bullshit. give him a... Lifetime Achievement Award at some point. Yeah, that's poor shit. Like, the man deserves to be recognized as, like... He does. ...a performer. I, like, I, I mean, I agree. I have... I actually have a... If Daniel Day-Lewis can win for My Left Foot, then Andy Serkis can win for being a fucking ape. Or get nominated. Okay, yes. That. At first I thought you were... Okay, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Completely. Um, I do have issues with the Lifetime Performance uh, bullshit that the Oscar does. Lifetime Award... Because I, I feel like they do it as a fallback to like, oh, we never gave you an Oscar. And you should have. It's lifetime achievement. So I, I don't like lifetime achievements for that. Like there's like, we fucked up. You should have won it for this. Our bad. Yeah. And it's almost like, nah, that's not. That's a fallback. Fuck you. Hey, Spike Lee, remember when you should have won, like, you know, best picture, like, best director, but like, Driving Miss Daisy won? <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Our bad. Here's a Lifetime bad. Achievement Award or something. You know what? I But I will take Lifetime Achievement Award over just like, well, it's it's his turn. Give give him the Oscar. Right, right. Like, I'd rather them do that than like... I, I mean, what did Scorsese... Who did Scorsese Departed. beat? Oh, um... That year was actually not a very contentious year. I, I didn't... I don't remember disagreeing with... Um, Scorsese departed neither winning Best Picture or or uh, Scorsese winning Best Director. From what I recall. But yes, yeah, Scorsese... Uh, what did, who, who did he beat? Dead air. Looking up stuff on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two, 2000... 2000 baby but it's but like there are yeah. instances of that there yeah. are instances of here's your lifetime achievement we'll give you this Oscar for you know whatever for mm-hmm. not like, giving you it for being like, old I mean, and still being able to like direct yeah, Leo would have gotten one if he didn't win it for The Revenant probably he just there was something like here here's your here's your Oscar right even, even though even though by the way like I'm a I, I believe Oh, like nothing against him winning for the Revenant. I thought he, mm-hmm. he deserved that. That's fine. 
Um, but my thing was more that he didn't win previous uh, years because he, he shouldn't have. Like, it was fine that he didn't win. Mm-hmm. People just like him. Even though, like, I don't know, at times he seems like he's kind of an asshole. Leo? Pretentious. Yeah. 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 He seems like he would be, like, a Hollywood actor stereotype if you met him in real life. I mean, I'll, I'll always love Leo because of his, uh, you know, commitment to you know, the climate. But, yeah, he probably outside of that, it's probably... But, like, I feel like if you meet him, that's what he's going to fucking talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you get that air of... of like self importance. You'll, you'll be drinking like a water bottle, a water out of a water bottle, and you like throw it away, and he'll be like, "Um, you should recycle that." <laughs> right. But without asking, you throw it away first, and then and then tell you why he did it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. But, but I, I mean, I, he's a good actor. Oh, he's a great actor. But I've like, uh, I know, like personally, that there is like we've gone over and like I've like brought up who he was up against, and it's like, no, he he was never who I thought would be the favorite and. A lot of times he wasn't even like the second best like performer like in a given he, year. He but he Leo had that thing where he had tough draw because he, he no he had tough draws like I agree with him, he had tough draws but at the same time it's just like people were making it seem like oh that's like it's bullshit he should have won it's like right no, no he, it wasn't he bullshit should, he shouldn't have no he he just did, he didn't had deserve bad to luck he yeah, ran yeah. up against he ran a performance he ran to buzz saws that were called Daniel Day Lewis and like. Jamie Foxx and Ray. And like a Russell Crowe performance in there somewhere. Yeah. Like um, when Russell Crowe was in the What's his name? Forrest Whitaker and Last King of Scotland. Yeah. I think he, did he lose to Don Cheadle one year? No, Don Cheadle was, didn't win. Oh, Don Cheadle didn't win. You're right. Oh, yeah. But also, I would have picked Don Cheadle uh, for Hotel Rwanda over whatever. I think they were nominated the same yeah, year. Yeah, whatever. So he would have, yeah, because it would have been like, oh, if, well, if you didn't win, Don Cheadle would have won anyway. It's one of those <laughs> yeah. things. Or... But I'm looking now, okay, so here, I still feel like Scorsese deserved it that year, but. It was Clint Eastwood for Letters from Iwo Jima. Fine directing job. Um, Stephen Frears for The Queen. Paul Greengrass for United 93. And Inuritu for Babel. Inuritu, I like a lot, but I would say that Babel is probably... And I like Babel, but it's probably his worst film. I'd probably say it's better than The Departed, though. I don't agree. I think Babel is Inuritu's worst film, and that's saying, like like I said, I like Babel, but it's Inuritu's worst film, so I'm okay with him not winning for it. Um, I, I thought The Departed was fair. Now, here's an interesting thing. Who wasn't nominated for Best Director that year? He wasn't even nominated, so with that in mind, Scorsese deserved to win, but if he was nominated, he should have won, is your boy uh, Del Toro for Pan's Labyrinth. Yep. Mm. But that goes into the whole thing of like that they're just fucking weird about like not nominating, like giving like nods to like foreign films for some reason, like or films that have a certain uh, subject matter. So, Pan's Labyrinth for some reason they decided was too fantastical for their tastes. The, there's still that invisible barrier in in uh, with the Oscars, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you're sci-fi. We'll give you some respect, but not too much. Yeah. Oh, you're a superhero? You're a comic book movie? We'll give you some respect, but not too much. Yeah, but I still think, like, a little, like... I don't know, like, I, I'll go back to, like, last year. Like, how was, how was like, The Handmaiden or, like, Train to Busan or, like, one of these? Like, how do they well, not... Well, Train to Busan, I 
I think that was more the zombie thing that they didn't want to nominate. Yeah. But yes, why the fuck wasn't the Handmaiden nominated? I have no idea. Like I for something. Racism. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Like, no, no, I, joke, no, I totally like, agree with you. Like, I'm it's like how is it like how is it not named for like or at least like best like um like like best music like best like musical score best or something score, like yeah no like best editing like even if you're gonna be like like cunts about it and not be like well he could be and maybe should even be like up for best picture best director. He deserves it. Um, you, you, how do you not even at least throw him like like cinematography, editing, yeah. like score, like oh, all yeah. these things? Like it would not have been out of the question for that it to be nominated at least. Yeah. Like if not winning, like those they are fickle people, man. I'm telling you. But kill some time because I want to. I want to. Now I'm not fascinated on this whole like what. Leo what, thing? Le- the Leo thing. Well, there. here's my question. Okay, so yeah. when did you turn on, like, start liking Leo DiCaprio? Me? I, like, just in general. Because I think everybody, there was the point where, oh, he's just the pretty boy actor. What's eating Gilbert Grape? That's when it, that's very so early. So you huh? liked him. Yeah. Pretty much from the beginning. Yeah, because what, what's eating, because it's a, it's a, it's a good it, performance. It's a good performance. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great and, performance. And it's a hard performance to... Because it's a very thin line. Yeah, and for a very young actor. But, like, I feel like... I have one, yeah. Yeah? Aviator. That's... that's that, okay. Aviator is still one of my favorite uh, Scorsese movies. I like The Aviator a lot. It's one of my favorite Leo performances. And it was like... Yeah, because Leo had that blowback from... You know, teen heartthrob. Teen heartthrob, Titanic. Because I was part of that. I was like, fuck this guy. Yeah. And then I remember it was like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio's going to do a movie with Martin Scorsese. And I was like, what? And I was like, nah, fuck him. And he did uh, Gangs of New York. And Gangs of New York didn't really, like, sort of... Gangs of New York sort of reaffirmed my Leonardo DiCaprio hate. Because I was like, he didn't do a bad job in it. But it was, was, no, it's Cameron. No, no, it's Cameron. Cameron the only issue that yeah, it's yeah, Cameron Diaz, Diaz. No, but here's the thing: DiCaprio didn't do a bad job with um, Gangs of New York, but it was just like, okay, you were there. No, that's he fine. was he was very good. He was just in overshadowed. There with, yeah, because Daniel Day Lewis is Daniel Day Lewis. Yes, well, that's like, all. Like, I think no, I fine. I disagree. For like, yeah, he's clearly overshadowed by Daniel Day Lewis, but his scenes with Daniel Day Lewis are all great. It is the he just didn't have chemistry with Cameron Diaz, and I feel that's yeah. Cameron Diaz's fault. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. And like for with him and with when it's uh, Daniel Day Lewis and DiCaprio, I'm I think their scenes are fine together. Yes, mm-hmm. um, but I again at this point, like keep in mind, like I was already still like. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not buying what Leo is selling. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Oh, he's doing the Scorsese movie." And I watched it, and I was like, yeah, okay, he's pretty good, but still, I'm not buying this. And then The Aviator came out, and I was like, no, holy, holy fuck, this guy is fantastic. Speaking of The Aviator, okay, so like like you said, the Jamie 04, Jamie Foxx wins for Ray, DiCaprio was off, uh, nominated for The Aviator. Which, but, any other year, I would have been like, okay, DiCaprio's fine winning. Yeah, but that year... But he went up against... Even if Ray hadn't come out that year, Don Cheadle would have won for Hotel Rwanda. Oh. That's right, Cheadle. And then, and then not to mention that was a um, deep fucking year. Oh, it's a very deep year because even Johnny Depp in Finding Neverland was very good. 
he, DiCaprio would, maybe would have taken over him. Yeah. But Clint Eastwood and Million Dollar Baby probably would have been the sentimental favorite over He would have definitely been the sentimental yeah. favorite, yeah. Um, then his next year, he lost to Force Whitaker, like you said, in 06. For, but, what did uh, he do, Blood Diamond? He did Blood Diamond. But even if, even if Force Whitaker wasn't there, you had another sentimental guy that you, maybe you could have given it to in Will Smith with Pursuit of Happiness. You could have. Um, I, I mean, mean, I wouldn't have given it. But no, I, I, yeah, I, 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 oh, I agree with you. But as just far as performance goes, he wouldn't. Have, he wasn't better than Ryan Gosling and Half Nelson. No, true. No, he wasn't. Especially for Blood Diamond. No. Uh, yeah, and then what, what was his other year? Wolf, right? He lost to McConaughey. For yeah, for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Yeah. Some good performances he lost. So yeah, he lost to. Uh, but even if he even if he doesn't win, Bruce Stern was getting a lot of love for Nebraska, Nebraska. that year. So if anything, like that probably would have been up there. Um, Ultra Ford for Twelve Years a Slave probably would have. Probably oh shit! Have, yeah, definitely. So I would have put him ahead of him too. Oh like, yeah. So that's like that's totally. like that's like three people right there that are ahead of him. Like there, he would have been like. Yeah, I would have said that. Yeah, definitely that. Yeah. No, yeah, Di- DiCaprio. Like I said, I th- he's a great actor, but uh, he's. All his losses have been justified. Yeah. Like he's, and, and he should have lost. Even the year he won with the Revenant, I'm okay with him winning because I thought his performance was great. But if you were to ask me, like, do I actually think he had the best performance of the people that were nominated? I probably still would have put him like second or third because fa- I would put Fast Bender at Steve Jobs. Fast Bender, I, yeah, I liked his mm-hmm. his Jobs performance a lot, and uh, and then not to mention like Brian Cranston's Trumbo. I haven't seen that yet. He's fantastic. And, and, and then Eddie Red Eddie Redmayne. Oh, for the Danish girl? Yeah. Nah, fuck Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> you don't like Eddie Redmayne? I'm still on I'm on the Leonardo DiCaprio level with Eddie Redmayne right now. Really? Yeah, maybe maybe uh I can see it. I, I liked him in Theory of Everything. I did too. I just I just don't like I don't like it's with Eddie Redmayne it's like it's not that I don't recognize the talent. I just don't like the movies he does. I'm just like, I'm not interested in watching shit that you're doing. <laughs> Even the Harry Potter one. I don't care. Like, Oh, that one fucking sucks. He's And he's so milk toast in it. It's, yeah? Oh. Yeah. That right. movie has a lot of But problems. he might, like, I'm sure he'll win me over. Because I, I can be won over. Like, I, at one point, like, and this is always surprising to people who know me now. Because they're like, you fucking love Jude Law. I hated Jude Law. I, at one point, was adamantly against Jude Law. I'm like, this is just some fucking pretty boy Brit. This guy sucks. And now I, like, am his biggest defender. Mm-hmm. So, like, anybody can win me over. Eddie Redmayne can win me over. I didn't like Kara Knightley for a long time, and I love Kara Knightley. So, like, anybody can win me over is the point. So I'm sure at some point Eddie Redmayne will do something where I'm like, all right, you got me now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I never put it, like, Brit actors, man, like, you got to give them time. I feel... Like some of my favorite actors are British actors because it's still a craft. It's not about being famous. It's not. You know what I and I. That's not a very bold statement though because you probably like four or five of the best actors now are like British actors. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. not saying it's a bold statement, yeah. but the reason why it's it, it, it like, but the best actors in the world who are British aren't necessarily my favorite British actors. Like I like smaller like um, what the fuck's his name. I gotta look this up really quick. So, Dead air. who's who's your uh, new 
your new next like actor that you think is is due to win his actually get his Oscar and then well I mean because I got I got one well I have the one that's like he's my dude so and and he just for the most part he's just doing movies that I want to see and I think will get the Academy's attention minus a few um so Fastbender is an obvious choice. But, um, as far as like a like an old vet who mm. should get his recognition, um, there's obvious ones like Keaton. I feel like I want to see a Kevin Klein resurgence. I'm not saying he's gonna get because he he hasn't done anything. Yeah, to he has to make the resurgence first. But he has to make the resurgence first. But I'm just like Kevin Klein needs. People need to remember that Kevin Klein is a great actor and like be like, oh my God, he's in this movie and now we're all recognizing him. But he needs to get there first. So I'll say the safe pick is Michael Keaton. Nice. I'll go with Viggo Mortensen. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. That's a very good pick. Because he got, I, it's his, it was his second nomination, I want to say. Last year. Last year. For Captain Fantastic. Captain Fantastic. Fantastic. The thing with Vigo, though, is... And this is no fault of his own. Vigo. Sorry. Vigo. The thing with him, and this is no fault of his own, is he's just not prolific enough. He doesn't do enough movies every year. So, it's like... he Does he deserve an Oscar? Yes. But, I mean, but if your movies is like... I get nominated for Captain Fantastic. I'm in Eastern Promises. I'm in History of Violence. And I'm in... The, the arguably the, the greatest trilogy of all time in the Lord of the Rings movies. Right. It's like, do you do you have to be pro? I mean, you wouldn't say the same thing about Daniel Day Lewis, but Daniel Day Lewis has done it for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's Daniel Day Lewis, but I'm also saying he's a poor man's Daniel Day Lewis, which yeah. is which, which still is make, which, which, which is still make him one of the best actors. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but here's the thing: yeah, I'm not faulting him for being not being prolific. I yeah. agree with you that it's like he's he's focusing on. Quality over over quantity. What I'm saying is that, like, because he's not prolific, I can see him not ever getting an Oscar because just because it's working against him that he doesn't do enough movies. Uh, so I think like he's taken like a year, two year long breaks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, mm-hmm. you so, take, yeah, take some yeah. time. So, um, but like through no fault of his own, it's it's the right thing to to wait for a project that you're passionate about. I'm just saying that, and I'm not faulting him for that. I'm not. I'm just saying that realistically, he probably isn't a safe bet to win an Oscar because he's just not prolific enough. But I think because he's so particular about like what he does, it's like you can almost similar to like Lewis. You can pretty much like it's like no, he's if he's in something, I can pretty much guarantee that's gonna be at least good the movie. Sure, and that he's gonna be great because he's. Literally, like, yeah. Oh, I'm. Gonna his do performance this. will definitely. Be yeah, his performance out. will be top notch. So I feel like that, and I feel like he'll eventually will get it just because the Lord of the Rings films will just hold so much. It's like, oh, people won't forget that he was in right, those films. Right. Like, they won't forget that he was pretty much like, yeah, Frodo kind of, but like. He he was he was like the, no yeah he was he was he was the main he was the main event like yeah oh do you feel strongly about not really I are you is that your Star Wars for me 
Maybe. Yeah. I'm just. I don't think they're. The first one's good. The second one drags on, and the third one doesn't know when to end. Like I think that's that's fair. It seems like I mean I I love the trilogy, but it seems like to there me there is there is no stronger top to bottom trilogy that's ever been put out in, in film. Are besides hmm. Toy, Toy Story, Story Toy besides Story. Toy Story. And that's not a joke, by the way. Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 okay, I will say... Um, Pusher, bro. Pusher. It's a comic book trilogy, but, I mean, Cap- the Captain America trilogy is one of the most solid trilogies in film. B- not one not. of those three is as good as, like, any of the three. And, and By the way, I think you're right. They're good. Although I do think the first Captain America... First Avenger? Yeah. The first Avenger is definitely the weakest, but it's still a damn good movie. It's solid. Um... I would, I would even argue Indiana Jones, even though I know some people don't like Temple of Doom. I still think it works. You like the, the melting. I like that's it's a, the first it's, one. It's not. It's a fun. It's, it's fun to watch. I guess I'll give you that. I don't think. But like you can, Lord of the Rings, think, I don't think you can say it's a good. I don't think you can say me, it's a good film. For me, Lord of the Rings is not fun to watch. The first one's fun to watch. The 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 other two, Two Towers and Return of the King, are not fun to watch. I would not. Put them on and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get to watch this fucking boring ass battle scene in the two towers. I don't give a fuck about." I feel the same way about Temple of Doom. So I mean, <laughs> I mean that's fair. I can't. I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but I also can't. I understand somebody not liking it because that's how I feel about Star Wars. So I get the and as a I Star get the, Wars fan, like I I think a New Hope is. Is great. It's a classic. I think Empire Strikes Back is the best film, I the agree. best Star Wars film. I agree by like a good margin, actually, too. And yes. but personally, I don't think I don't think Return of the Jedi is a good movie. I don't like it. I fucking completely agree. I like it for the nostalgia factor, but I I, 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 don't, guess I, don't, I would agree I think, with you. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a good film. Like I don't think it go. It doesn't work with the other two movies with what you're setting it up, and it's just. Dumb and cheesy, I mean, and I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said it before, but if you're, if you're just playing the percentage game, uh, for me, Star Wars has made two good movies out of seven. I say seven because I haven't seen uh, the newest shit. Um, but, yeah, two good movies out of seven, to me, is not impressive enough for me to care about the continuing fucking movies. Two out of seven is fucking. That's as good as the Matrix trilogy, which is one out of the one out of three. So I mean, Lord of the Rings only made one out of six. Disagree, because okay. I well, I, I see that where you're where mm. you feel that way. I feel it's three out of six, but yes, I think it's three out of three because I consider the Hobbit its own fucking. No, I'll, I'll be thing. like I'll be like all right, that's part of the universe, but I to me it's three out of six. So. I would say it's three out of three because I give the original trilogy in Star Wars the same separation. Fuck that. Yeah. You're one of those nah. Like that's like when 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 Star Wars fanboys try to defend Star Wars and they're like, no, it's a separate thing. I'm like, I, no, it's part of the it's universe. Part of the, it it's sucks. Directly connected. It's shit, too. Well then how then don't talk up Wonder Woman because that means that DC's like one out of fifteen or something then. Well yeah. I agree with well. No, well, no. If you're talking one, like it's one out of three. If you're talking about all of them, I mean, fuck you for not liking Dark Knight. But I it, don't dislike Dark Knight. <laughs> don't you're now you're. But just then you got to add Batman Begins, Dark Knight. 
the yeah. original Keaton movies, which are actually still really good. Yes, they are. Um, First two, yeah. Not, yeah, not Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Um, fuck, what was another? There was another DC one that just left my head. Fine, but then you have to include all the shitty Superman movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So, well, yeah. yeah, so, like, Superman 1 and 2 are the good ones. I don't think 3 is. 2 no. is... All right, because if it's some of the weird things. No, happening. three is the is three the one where he fucking goes back in time. I don't. I haven't seen those movies in oh, so long. Christ. The one where he fucking like spins the globe around to bring time back. All I'm saying is, Lord of the Rings is overrated. That's I can't I can't argue I I, with, <laughs> I I can't argue with that because <laughs> I I have the same passionate like passion. Tell me a so what do you think is a better Three film set, like take three, like a three film collection. So if you want to take your Star Wars, like, like New Hope, Empire, Return, would you say that's a better? Uh, wait, wait. So can I go Rogue One, New Hope, Empire? Sure, if oh, you pick, want. It's, pick any three out. Well, of no, because Rogue One directly leads into New Hope. That's true. So like, I feel like that would. If, if I would say those three movies could go. Go toe to toe with Lord. Of the they could go to toe to toe, and I oh, look. But they're I, re- not, I, you know. I respect. I respect Lord of the Rings and what it did and its technical achievement for basically filming the unfilmable and making it a spectacle. I can't. I can't watch them. I, I, they're one of the movies where I've seen them. I'm, I'm glad that I've seen them. I would not have. I'm glad I didn't skip them, but I don't enjoy them. Which is weird because I like D and D, and yeah, and you're into. I like fantasy, fantasy and shit. You're into you're throne. Here's the thing, not the craziest person about like fantasy worlds, and I actually uh, not crazy about the, the books, the Lord of the Rings books, because I think they're. It's just it's just like nope, too much. Don't give don't you don't have to show me four pages on explain to me this one elven family and like their lineage. And show me like but aren't those two like, family don't trees. Don't you feel like those are, generally speaking, those are fantasy books in general? Like all the like, um, all the. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want. I don't. I mean, bad fantasy books. Well, yeah, because like I don't. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to shit like on all fantasy books like that. No, I'm not shitting. I'm just saying like, when I read a fantasy book, I I know like I just. Resign myself to the fact that there's going to be a lot of world building, so they're going to maybe yeah, devote two or three pages Tol- to. Here's this history of the. No, but Tol- Tolkien like Tolkien does it's, his is a diff like a whole other level than what you're like. It's like Mark and Beck. You, you've read them. I've like, read them. Yeah, you can back yeah. me up on this. Where it's just it's crazy. It's like it'll literally like it's like it could be. There's literally our books where they will just take out like those things where he just like. And like it's just right. it's, it, it's its own like separate thick book of just like them talking about like family connections, like a and, like, little explaining. corner of the world. But also like going back to your point, all fantasy books are kind of like that because of Lord of the Rings. All those authors read Lord of the right, Rings, love right. Lord of the Rings. That's how they write fantasy. Yeah. So that's kind of the the feeling. I think. Have you read the Game of Thrones books at all, or no? Uh, I've read the like the first one. Okay, because I think he does his world building right, but he gets you can tell he's a fat dude because he gets very caught up in describing feasts. 
Yeah, okay. So, like, I feel like he sets... Like, George R. R. Martin's probably the best, and why he's one of the more successful fantasy authors at... He does build world building in a very smart way. Yeah. But yeah, he just... Like, he does the Tolkien thing, but with food. Yeah, but I think it actually fits the world because his fantasy world is a little bit more about, like, extreme and, like, decadence to counteract, like, the brutality of it. Yeah. So I, I think I think in, in his sense, that actually, like, it makes sense and it, like, it actually is part of the character. It's like, oh, like, this feast and blah, 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 and, like, him talking about, like, the roast that's there and it's, like, how suck Yeah, but it it's, looks. like, three paragraphs about not, not just the roast, but... What, what's the starters? What's the aperitif? Like, he literally gives you a fucking menu at certain points. But he gets better as the books get on. But just in terms of just pure yeah. world building, he's very subtle about it. Because it's... You can see it's allegorical to... Yeah. To real, real stuff. Real history, yeah. It's the... Like Mel Brooks thing with Young Frankenstein. It is just our world yeah. on, its, on its side a little bit. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, before we do end, I do want to say the but British Toy actor Story is the best. <laughs> is the the British actor I was talking about was uh, Ben Winshaw. He was the limping man in The Lobster. Right, and M, right? Or he M. plays Q, yeah. Q, sorry. He's a very good Br- young British actor, young character British actor that I first uh, found on a BBC show called The Hour. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it's really good. It's like espionage type shit about like the BBC when it was first starting to do like um, our news shows and yeah. shit but he's one of the ones that I'm like keeping my eye out for for him coming to the states and like making a splash I do like uh, a lot a lot of what I've seen him do I like I can see the you know the talent there mm-hmm. and, and he's very good um, if, if we're talking about young up and coming British actors now his flaw is that he does sometimes attach himself to shitty projects Talking about about a boy, no, young no. beast. No, no, not talking about a, about a boy. Um, I'm talking about Toby Kebbell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in uh, Rock and Roller. Rock and Roller, which he's fucking great in. He's good in Rock and Roller. Um, ben Hur. Ben Hur. So he he'll attach himself. to Fantastic sh- Four. Fantastic Four. That's his yeah. flaws that he attaches himself to. And he had that great. I know you haven't seen it, but you fucking should because I promise you, you'll end up liking it. He had that great uh, one of the best episodes in Black Mirror. Is yeah, I mean he's like on the first season he's like on the cover, right? Yeah, he's on the cover. One of the best episodes in Black Mirror is the, is the Toby Kebbell episode. He's a really good up and coming uh, British actor, um, but he just needs to pick better fucking. Because yeah, the Fantastic Four shit. And uh, he was in Warcraft. He plays one of the orcs. Yeah, but no, I agree because fucking rock and roll. He's um, really that scene guy. where he's talking about the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. It's a great... He's fucking amazing. He that. is. He's really good. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping they do a rock and roll or two because I want to see more of him. Any British yeah. actors for you? Uh, yeah, Young young Beast. Young Beast? Yeah, he was dating... Uh, what's her name, right? J-Law. J-Law's boo for a while. But she's... Uh, but he's just been... He's... Looks like he's one of the child actors that's going to... Making transition to oh, and Mad Max. He's a Mad Max. Yeah, he's like he's already he's been Mad Max. He's the 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 bald dude who oh um yeah yeah um Nicholas Holt yeah Nicholas he's Holt. like he's, he's in he's, uh, Skins too. He's really good in Skins. Yeah, like that. he's he's already like I think it's already six days. Like no, he's he's fine because he's already been like in plenty of like 
blockbusters. He and just bunch got of cast things. in something else. So, but I think he will transition into like being like just giving good performances and like good films and yeah. like yeah. yeah, like he's a good actor, so he's he's just good. And I think eventually, like it'll translate to him like taking maybe more serious, darker turns, and I think he'll make it work. And plus, I I think he's got the he's got maybe the the biggest key to the besides that he's a good actor is he's like a, he's a good looking dude. So like I think people will just naturally want to give him leading roles mm-hmm. in parts. He's, he's gonna play Tolkien in the J.R. Tolkien movie. There you oh, go. Shit. There you go. That's. You That's heard it here one. first. He he will get nominated for an Oscar for playing <laughs> Tolkien. for Tolkien. But if you uh, talking about him and and um, in Skins, like Skins is also like some of the best young British actors. Like Dev Patel Dev started. Patel came from there. Um, the chick who plays the Wildling with Sam in Game of Thrones isn't. Uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because I haven't seen Skins, but I've read that a lot of people come. Doesn't uh, Melisande also come from Skins? She might have come from like the the later Effie years, okay. which I haven't seen. Yeah. She might though. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. But yeah, there's that's the first. I make think, make two sure you watch there. the British version, by the way. Yeah, Gendry is is from Skins as well. Okay. Um, yeah, there. That's a real decent show. Yeah, the American one just fucking sucked. The have you guys seen? Uh, this is England. Is that who's that with? Um, I actually honestly don't know. Well, the biggest name from This Is England is uh, Stephen Graham. The uh, you you know him by um, you saw Boardwalk Empire, right? Yeah, he played Al Capone. Okay, oh, okay, yeah. A lot of uh, young uh, British actors have come from that show too. This Is England. I would say he's probably the second best uh, performance on Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, yeah, Steve Buscemi's amazing. Yeah, actually, no, I was actually going to say I don't agree with that. But not because, I mean, what's-his-name is amazing. And, but uh, but there's a, there's a... Say his name. Michael Shannon. Thank you. Who? But, you know, the, the dude. Oh, yeah, okay. You love Michael Shannon as much as I do. I don't know why you're doing that. I like Michael Shannon. I don't love him as much as you do. You yeah, should. that's impossible. But there are a lot of great performers. I mean, he he did a great Al Capone, but I would say uh, Steve Buscemi is also great, and uh, and my boy Michael K. Williams, Chalky White, Chalky White, motherfucking Chalky White. I am excited for uh, Fahrenheit four fifty one. Hell yeah! <laughs> that's Fuck yeah. Do you think there's any way that's not going to be good? No, it's got to be great, right? It's going to be fucking. Dude, great. that's you know what? Legit, that might just because of like. Just like uh, Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, and like and Michael Shannon, it's like I almost feel it's like there's like they can't fuck it up. They can't fuck it up. Like the source material plus them too. It's just like it's like unless you got like Michael Bay to direct it, there's like no way this is not going to be fantastic. Which HBO? No, fuck that. Michael Bay wouldn't be able to fuck that up. Michael Bay would get out of the way. Do you want? uh, Don't tempt the gods. Don't. No, 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 no. I'm saying that it would literally Don't take someone. It would literally Michael take Bay. someone like Uwe Boll. It would take someone on that level to fuck this I up. I think you're underestimating <laughs> Michael Bay. But yeah, he's um, a good producer. He's not a good director. Yeah, he he could fuck it up if he directed it. <laughs> Producing it, he's not bad. Uh, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with him. No, because I think he'd actually. I don't know why we're like getting in this hypothetical, but yeah, I think Michael Bay would be able to do this. Would be able to do Fahrenheit 451 fine because 
the blueprint is like literally because of the source material. But I can see him doing like like falling into pitfalls. Like so, for example, like Fahrenheit four fifty one should be about you know the themes, and he would just be like, "All right, now zoom in on that fucking robot thing chasing." You know, uh, the lead character, what's his name again? Guy Montag. Zoom in on the robot and just, just to show how cool and, and all the gadgetry and all this shit on the robot. Like, he would just, he would lose what the essence of the, this, the book is about easily. I'm just trying to, you're, you're trying to, like, be positive here. Uh, well, I think he would, I think he would do a good job setting, like, a good atmosphere of, like, what the world should feel like in this. I think he would do that well. And I think he would know well enough to get out of, like, the two, like, leads way and just be like, all right, less is more this time. I'm going to make the world look Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Did you just say you think Michael Bay would say the phrase less is more? Have, like, are you maybe, not familiar with this man's work? Maybe Michael B. I was going to try and end the show, but I want to talk about the fact that you just said that. Maybe Michael Jordan just has, like, you know, four or five witty one-liners as opposed to 20. <laughs> like, that might be the dumbest okay, thing I've ever said think, on this I podcast. Michael, I think Michael B. Jordan could do a really good job just doing, like, witty one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> Shit just got real. <laughs> just, just do stuff from Bad Boys. <laughs> oh, God. But I think we should end on that note because we've been going for a while. Alright, well... That was that. That was uh, what we thought of the year so far. Yeah. Uh, Plus some us, other shit. Follow us on uh, Facebook at our Movies We Love Kind of Facebook page and group. Uh, do we have a... We, we all have our individual Instagrams and shit, but... Find us. Find like us. us. Check out our shit. Check out the weird stuff Ed likes. It's fucked up. It's Mostly fucked up. foot stuff. Um, Hell yeah. Rate, review us, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever. If we get enough likes, we'll make uh, Mark watch Pearl Harbor. I mean, we'll watch it with him so we also suffer, but he'll be pissed about it. I mean, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll say it right now. If we get 100 likes in a, or 100 listens a week, we'll do, we'll do Pearl Harbor. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do like a special like live recording of us watching and just like being upset about it or something. We'll like chop it oh, up yeah. so you don't have people don't have to listen for three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, we'll chop. We'll, it we'll up. chop it up, but like, but if you want to see me suffer and complain about it for maybe we'll even like Twitch stream it or yeah, some shit. we'll do something. Get tell your friends if we get a hundred listens in a week. Well, not even a week, just an episode. Yeah, we'll we'll, 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 we'll I'll concede that we'll watch Pearl Harbor. And fuck, and it'll be awful. And it none be of us, awful. none of us, none are of us will be happy about it. One of us will I'll be, be very vocal about it. Yeah, yeah. You, one of us will just be super pissed about it. The other two will just be very sad about it. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm Jose. I'm Mark. I'm Eduardo. Peace. Devoid of all kindness yeah. Right now you are fucking with the finest oh, yeah. Right now niggas acting like vaginas <laughs> Choking on a dick and begging for the Heimlich Maneuver, I am the manure Sipping on the Guinness, chucking pennies in the sewer Even Peter Griffin fought a chicken to the death Make a cow hold his breath if it ever wanna do a Damn thing to me, I'm the damn thing to be Product of the game, not a spawn the TV Don't believe a damn thing that came on the TV Or better yet, off
Throw a charge off then. If he fired back, then he bought his own coffee. This entire track is a thought beyond talking. All about the action. Michael Bay bossing. If he's zero to a hundred, then I wonder why I lost him. Gotta make my own lane, cause now the game changed. Niggas eating ass, the strange is not sane. Sort of disrespectful. Why you put your face in another prison's rectum? On a different spectrum, a whole nother plateau. Never win the war, and you never win the battle. I am machine, you hear the horns humming. Feel the ground shaking before you see. 